the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Now, let me just say you have to have the Word of God in you for the Word of God to come out. And let me also say you have to be willing to open your mouth and speak up for Jesus Christ when you're given the opportunity. But in that moment, the Holy Spirit will speak through you. It will not be you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. And many of you, I know, have had the experience of sharing the Lord with someone, sharing the gospel with someone, and the Holy Spirit just gives you the words to speak. Do you ever talk to others about Jesus? It can be hard to talk to others, especially non-believers, about something as personal as a relationship with Christ. If you aren't sharing the message of Christ with others, what's stopping you? If you're afraid that you won't know what to say, then you can be rest assured that God planned ahead for that. In today's message, Pastor Dan will show you that God has given you the Holy Spirit to empower you and literally give you the words to speak when they are hard to find. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 10 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. chapter 10 as we are going verse by verse through the New Testament. Matthew chapter 10, we left off at verse 16, where it says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. Now, brother will deliver a brother to death and father his child and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in this city, flee to another. For assuredly, I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household? Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. And whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light and what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. 
but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water, in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Well, Second Corinthians chapter 5 says that we are ambassadors for Christ in this world. Jesus has commissioned us as his representatives in this world to go into the world to preach the gospel, to tell people that God loves them, that Jesus died for them on the cross to reconcile them to God, that their sins can be forgiven, that they can have eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. In our passage today, Jesus tells us what we should expect as we live as Christ's ambassadors in this world. As we take the gospel to the world, as we take Jesus to the world, here's what we should expect. Look at verse 16 again. Jesus says, behold, or listen carefully, give special attention to what I'm about to tell you. I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Now, he doesn't say I send you out as wolves in the midst of sheep. You know, if he sent us out as wolves in the midst of sheep, hey, go for it. Man, you're a mighty wolf. Just go. You know, nothing's going to stop you. No, he says, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. That doesn't sound so good, does it? <laughs> to be a sheep sent unto a pack of wolves. Jesus is talking about the attitude of this lost world. And he warns us. And he wants us to know that this world will be hostile to us because we represent him. We're going out as his representatives, but this world is hostile toward him. And so the world will be hostile toward us and hostile to the gospel that we share. Some in the world will want to rip us to shreds like ravenous wolves because we proclaim Jesus Christ. Of course, not all the world will respond this way. We saw in the first part of chapter 10 that some just won't receive what we have to say. And so Jesus said, just shake the dust off your feet and move on. So some will just have no interest in what we're saying. But some, much of the world, will respond with hostility. And much of the world does respond with hostility. Jesus wants us to know this. As he's sending us out. This is what we can expect. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, it says, yes, 
and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. It doesn't say we might suffer persecution. We will suffer persecution. If we live a godly life, a life that honors Jesus Christ, we should expect persecution from the world. We're sheep sent out into the midst of wolves. And again, Jesus tells us this because he loves us and he wants us to know this. He wants us to know how the world will respond to us because of him. And he tells us so that it doesn't stumble us when it happens. If you've ever experienced any hostility because you're a Christian, it's surprising. It kind of catches you off guard. It puts you back on your heels a little bit. Because Jesus sends us out as sheep in the midst of wolves, he says, therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We need to be wise as serpents. The word wise here, it's talking about practical wisdom. Be prudent, be discerning, be perceptive, be shrewd like a snake. You know, snakes have a remarkable ability to get themselves into Difficult places unnoticed. Snakes can maneuver around without being detected. There's a family here in our church that for years they would find snake skins in their basement. But would never see the snake. How did a snake live in their basement for years undetected? There's another family in the church that found a snake sunning in the windowsill of their upstairs bedroom. How in the world did a snake get to the upstairs bedroom? Even here at the church, we had a snake that came up through the plumbing pipes into one of the toilets in the women's bathroom. It just kind of popped its head out one day. I'm just kidding. I'm just making that up. Some of you ladies are like, I don't care. I'm not using that bathroom ever again. We'll just stop at the Dunkin' Donuts after church up the street. I'm not using that bathroom. But snakes are very crafty. They're crafty in the way that they can get into places without being noticed. And Jesus says to us, his disciples, I'm sending you into a hostile world to people who will be hostile to you because of me. So you have to be wise as a serpent, wise in how you navigate relationships Wise in your interactions with people. Wise in how you get into places as a witness for me. Listen, wherever you are, wherever you work, wherever you live, wherever you go to school, God has stealthily placed you in that place. He has stealthily put you into that workplace. He has stealthily placed you in that school. He's put you in your community to be a witness for him, kind of unnoticed as an employee or as a student or whatever the case may be. God has just put you in there. Colossians chapter four, verse five says, live wisely among non-believers and make the most of every opportunity. Be wise as a serpent, but also be harmless as a dove. We shouldn't retaliate against those who are hostile toward us. We shouldn't respond to wolves by acting like wolves ourselves. Jesus didn't do that. And Jesus is our example that we follow. 
in first Peter, chapter two, verse 21. It says, for to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Jesus was without sin. He was perfect. And yet when he was threatened, he didn't threaten in response. When he was reviled, he didn't retaliate in response. Isaiah 53, 7 says of Jesus, he was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. So we're to be harmless as doves. Now, that's not always easy to do. It's hard sometimes to turn the other cheek and not retaliate, not respond. To be harmless as doves, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit includes self-control. So the Holy Spirit will give us the self-control we need to be harmless as doves. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Verse 17 says, But beware of men. So now he's going to tell us about the wolves we're going to face in this world as ambassadors for Christ. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogue. So some of the wolves will include religious wolves. Religious wolves. The disciples were Jewish, as you know. They will face hostility from their fellow Jews. We see this throughout the book of Acts. In fact, in the book of Acts, the strongest persecution came from religious Jews. And the strongest hostility toward the gospel of Jesus Christ often comes from religious people. That hostility can even come from religious Christians or people who profess Christianity. And as you read through the book of Acts, you see the disciples were delivered up to religious councils like the Sanhedrin. They were scourged in the synagogues. Every city or town that had at least 10 Jewish men living in it had a synagogue. And the synagogue was more than just a place to assemble and study scripture. The synagogue was also where discipline was exercised in the community. They would scourge people who broke God's commands. They would whip them. Deuteronomy chapter 25, if you're taking notes, they were told a lawbreaker would receive 40 lashes as their punishment. And when they administered the scourging, the 40 lashes, they usually stopped at 39 lashes in case they miscounted. So sometimes you see the phrase 
40 minus 1. I received 40 minus 1 lashes. They would stop at 39. The ruler of the synagogue, known as the Hazan, would administer the punishment. If you remember back in chapter 9, we met Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue in Capernaum. I liked that guy. Yeah, well, he also administered scourging to people that broke the law. That would be the responsibility of the ruler of the synagogue. And they would administer the lashes to both the chest and the back. And they would administer it to both men and women. Jesus says, as you go out into this world with the gospel representing me, there's going to be hostility. You'll be brought before religious councils. You'll be scourged in the synagogues. You know, the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he says from the Jews five times, I received 40 stripes minus one. So five times Paul was scourged in the synagogue. For what? For preaching Jesus Christ. He wasn't really breaking God's commands. He was fulfilling God's command. And yet he was scourged for it on five separate occasions. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 17, Paul would say, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ from all of the scourgings and beatings that Paul received. And so the disciples should expect religious persecution from their fellow Jews. In many parts of the world today, Christians suffer persecution at the hands of religious people. People of other religions. Verse 18 goes on. He's going to tell us about some more wolves that we're going to face. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. So as disciples, we may face persecution from the government or government authorities. That's been something pretty recent for us as Christians. Just in the last couple years, have you seen the government really come against churches in our nation like never before. Notice what Jesus says here. It's for my sake, because of Jesus. But look at verse 18 again. The opposition will be an opportunity to give a testimony for Jesus Christ as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. Listen, if you're living for Jesus Christ and you're standing up for Christ, you're standing up for righteousness, whether that's at work or at school or wherever that may be, and you get into trouble for it. You get called into the boss's office, or you get called into HR, or you have to stand before some government official or some judge or something. First of all, Jesus said that will occur. So it should be no surprise. And secondly, realize he will use that as an opportunity to be a witness for him. He's giving you an opportunity to testify for Jesus Christ in front of that official. You know, the Apostle Paul was put in prison in Rome for preaching the gospel. And from prison, he wrote to the church in Philippi and listen to what he wrote in his letter to the Philippians. He says, I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard, that would be Caesar's palace in Rome, and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ, 
And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul says, God is using my imprisonment to further the gospel. I want you to know that, yes, I'm in prison here because I'm preaching the gospel. But I want you to know also that God is using my imprisonment to further the gospel. So now that the palace guard of Caesar, they have heard the gospel. They know that I'm a prisoner for Christ. And the other believers here in Rome have become more confident and more bold in their faith. Paul was wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. And like a serpent, Paul got the gospel into Caesar's household without Caesar even knowing it. Paul was like a snake in your basement that you don't even know is there. Paul ended his letter to the Philippians by saying, listen to this, all the saints greet you, but especially those who are of Caesar's household. (laughs) If he were writing that letter today, Paul would add a little winking emoji and a rolling on the floor laughing emoji. (laughs) Paul's imprisonment was an opportunity to preach Jesus Christ in Caesar's palace. How in the world would we ever get the gospel into Caesar's household? How can we get a guy on the inside? God gets Paul on the inside. How'd you ever get the gospel in there? Wise as a serpent. Verse 19, look, look at what it says. Verse 19, but when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. When you are put on the spot, do not worry about what you will say. Because the Holy Spirit will give you the words to speak. God will speak through you. Now, let me just say you have to have the word of God in you for the word of God to come out. And let me also say you have to be willing to open your mouth and speak up for Jesus Christ when you're given the opportunity. But in that moment, the Holy Spirit will speak through you. It will not be you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. And many of you, I know, have had the experience of sharing the Lord with someone, sharing the gospel with someone, and the Holy Spirit just gives you the words to speak. And all of these Bible verses come to your memory, verses that you didn't even know that you knew. And they just start coming out and you surprise yourself and impress yourself. Well, it's not really you. It's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. I think of when Stephen was put on trial before the Sanhedrin in Acts chapter 7. And Stephen, if you know that passage, he went through all of Israel's history and showed that the people of Israel always resisted what God was doing. They always resisted God's messengers. And Jesus was just the latest of God's messengers that they rejected. The Holy Spirit gave Stephen the words to speak. Or I think of Paul. When Paul was on trial before King Agrippa in Acts chapter 26, if you're not familiar with that passage, go back and read it. Paul was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Here he is. He's on trial before all these Roman officials, very intimidating setting there in this courtroom before all the pomp and circumstance and everything, all these Roman leaders. Paul's defending himself. His life is on the line. And what Paul does, empowered by the Holy Spirit, he turns that whole thing around 
and he puts King Agrippa on trial before Jesus Christ. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.